0: Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases where Owning pays all your closing costs and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that Owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of Lender's Choice as and title services. Call 8332 8332- 823 for terms and conditions. That's 8332-Owning or Owning.com. 8332-Owning or Owning.com. Hi, I'm John Meacham, the host of Cadence 13's new podcast, Fate of Fact, on how America and its political parties got to where we are today. Available now on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard.
2: And welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins on the other side. And Evan, boy, oh boy. You know, I was ready to kind of do a deep dive in the NCAA, and and I think that I will. But (laughs) when you saw what happened at the University of Tennessee, Tennessee getting rid of their coach, Phil Fulmer retiring, and... It's a hot mess. It's in shambles. It is it is another yet another program where they think they're better than what they are. They stopped being good a long time ago. Peyton Manning's been out of the college football, out of the NFL, retired, doing commercials. Tennessee's not good. But every year, they think, oh, we, we we can get there. We can get there. We can get there. So Jeremy Pruitt's the latest coach that got fired. But most coaches that got fired in this offseason all got a buyout. Okay, you saw. Okay, well, Kevin Sumlin got paid. Everybody got paid. Tennessee said, um, no, we're not going to pay you because you're a scumbag and you cheated. And we're going to hold back the money that we owe you because uh, you violated some rules. So – You forget about that $12 million. That ain't coming. Matter of fact, we'll see you in court. You're a scumbag. You cheated. And we know you cheated. And you're going to bring disgrace upon this great orange of Tennessee. Pruitt is like, uh, what do you mean? Give me my money. They're about to go to court. Tennessee is so dysfunctional right now. I remember when Tennessee was good. I don't even think – I don't know if you remember when Tennessee was good.
1: Yeah, like 97, 98. Tennessee
2: was – how we look at Alabama. Well, no, Tennessee could never get over the hump with Florida. So you know what Tennessee was? Tennessee was Georgia. Tennessee was Georgia. So 97, um, you know, they were always close, but they could never beat Florida, which Steve Spurrier came out with the famous phrase, well, you can't spell citrus without UT because they would always <laughs> lose. You never heard that? No, but I love it. Yeah, Steve Spurrier, the coach of Florida at the time, they had this rivalry, but it wasn't a rivalry. It was like Ohio State and Michigan. Florida just beat Tennessee every year. And Tennessee would, unlike Michigan, Tennessee was like a top team. It would be like number one versus number four. But they would always lose. And the loser, at because it wasn't a ton of bowl games, the loser to the SEC always went to the Citrus Bowl. So it's
1: their Outback Bowl.
2: Right, so it was like,
1: well, you, and that's when he was like, well, you can't spell citrus without U T. Oh, that's so good. That's the best trash talk because you can't say anything back. Nothing. But I mean, even then, I mean, the criticism on Peyton Manning was always he couldn't win the big ones. Right. So that's Florida. That's New England Patriots. It's, I mean, it lasted for what? It did ten years with him. It did. The highlight of their reign
2: was they thought that you know uh, they were going to get the Heisman Trophy with Peyton, and they Oops. didn't. They went to Woodson, but instead. Uh, But Tennessee, they were up there, and then they fell, and they fell hard, and they never came back. Tennessee, kind of like Florida did, kind of like USC. Kind of like Florida State. Florida State is in that right now. The U, Texas, Michigan. When you fall, you fall hard. The reason why these programs fall so hard and fast is the arrogance, and Tennessee has that arrogance. They still got the arrogance. They can't get it right. They go through coaches. They think, well, I'm going to bring this coach in and we're going to beat Bama next year. No, you're not. You're in the SEC. Take some time. Let this thing grow. So Tennessee decided, uh, allegedly, to take some shortcuts. And how they got caught cheating is mind-blowing to me because it's a page out of the 70s and 80s. You should be caught because of your antiquated methods because there's better ways to cheat now. But for those who don't know, Allegedly, Tennessee would put bags of money, I mean, put money inside of McDonald's bags and give them to recruits. So when they come in, instead of getting that, you know, Happy Meal or the Big Mac Value Meal, you know, you you got a couple G's inside the bag. Dude, that's so 80s. I I mean, cheating has come
1: so far, I should say. I mean, couldn't they have created, like, fake names under Venmo or something? (laughs) I mean... The easiest way you do it now.
2: I mean, and I, I'm, it's sad that I know these ways, but there's ways you can cheat without air quotes cheating. Uh, Evan, I want you to come play for my school. So, how about I give your mom, dad, uncle, auntie, sister a job? Right. They don't really have to do anything, but they got a job.
1: But they can be the special assistants to the defensive backs coach, right?
2: Oh, you once coached high school. Okay, well, we'll get the defensive analyst
1: position for you. How about that? And it pays like 125 k a year.
2: Yeah, and yeah, and you know, you want to share that with your family? You go right ahead. Hey, how how much does your uncle need? Mm -hmm. How much would make you happy if your uncle got? Oh, your uncle's did two hundred thousand dollars. Okay,
1: well, it's just. He's so on crazy to think about putting cash in like a brown paper bag like that, right? Right. Did you think that nobody would say a word? Like they think in this day and age where everything is public. Right. Like that nobody would say anything. Because I guess technically,
2: uh that's not my bag of money. Well, I that, that just uh, apparently McDonald's
1: forgot to take the receipts to the bank. And let's also Call a spade a spade. If you're giving a college recruit money, usually not the cleanest kid, right? Or the cleanest family. Right. Meaning, there might be a leak there. They might call their boy down the street and say, you won't believe what I got. Right? It is. Uh, but you also,
2: the top players, know that because you don't get paid in the NCAA, this is the only time I got I can monetize this. You really want me to commit to your school, what can you do for me? Because I'm a top 100 player. I got my choices. What separates you from Alabama? What separates you from Ohio State? What separates you from Virginia Tech, from West Virginia, from Florida, Miami? (laughs) $13,000. Well, son, what if we get you this? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and this goes on basketball, football. Heck, I'm sure it probably goes on in baseball and other sports, but – yeah, kids ask for money or, or the entourage, the family kind of says, hey, what what can I get? Now, there's some coaches who basically say F you. Right. We, don't, we don't do that. We don't play that here. So I often tell people when you see a kid all of a sudden not want to go to a school, suddenly they went from, oh, I love this school. I love the coach, the team, the program to who who's this? It's like a new phone. Who this? I got a new phone. <laughs> who this? I don't know. That's when you know, yeah, it was some improprieties there. Classic example, uh, I remember Cliff Alexander. Cliff Alexander Talking was. Talking about the kid that went to Kansas, like yeah, the number one recruit in the nation. Yeah, like, number he was number one looked recruit. Looked like in the he nation. was 35 and he was 17. Cliff Alexander was the number one recruit. Cliff Alexander was yeah, when the whole Jabari Parker thing was going down for Michigan State, Cliff I was in touch with Cliff Alexander because he was coming out the next year and he was like, yeah, Jabari's going to, we're going we're gonna to both go to state next year. Okay, we're both going. And, you know, he was, Cliff didn't know until the ceremony that Jabari wasn't going to state because I was like, Cliff, where's he going? He was like, he's going to say, I was like, Cliff, that's not what I'm hearing. So the next year, it just seemed like a foregone conclusion. Like he was like, well, I'm still going to go to state. I'm going to state, I'm going to state, I'm going, to state. It's going to state until like about a week beforehand. And he holds this like impromptu press conference in his high school gym. And just bombs MSU oh I, I, I got my top two schools but they're Kansas and somebody else and they're like dude you know you you wear state gear every day what a- no I, I who no nah, I'm not going to know Michigan State he just goes over the top red flag something's wrong something's up and the next thing you know he's at Kansas the next thing you know He has probably, I think, a seven-game career at Kansas because it came out that somebody at Kansas paid off Cliff Alexander. Self, I I think it was Self at the time. It was either Self or Roy Williams. I don't know if Roy was... No, it was Self. It was Self. he's recent enough. Yeah, it was Self saying, "Um, yeah, son, you're off the team. You're, You're not about to bring down my program. They kicked him off the team. He was done. And he, I think he... Went to the NBA draft,
1: but I don't think he ever amounted to anything. No, in he, league. he he didn't at all. So my question about all of this is, could this be done without the coach knowing? No. It, it can and it can't. The coach knows, but
2: the coach goes out of his way to not know.
1: Okay. Meaning, so,
2: like, okay, once again, Evan, I'm the head coach. I'm sitting here with you and your family, and you're like, well, is there anything else? And you're like, yeah, we got, you know, hold on one second. Let me leave, and I'll let you talk to my number one assistant. Okay. So I walk out, and I say, hey, Kang, uh, take care of Evan. And I leave. Now, all I said was take care of, that means take you out to eat, take you whatever. If Kang gets caught giving you money, I didn't know Kang was like that. I I thought he was a fine, he's got a family, and you know, this is shocking to me. It's not shocking to you. You just made sure you, as they said in the Godfather, there was enough buffers. <laughs> there was enough buffers between you and the cash that you could uh, plausibly deny even knowing it. That's why it's hard to get these head coaches to fall. That's the L- Will Wade and LSU. I mean, they even had the man on, you know, basically on tape saying, pay him $125,000, but... Oh, I was just a joke. You know, it's like saying you're going to kill somebody. You're not really going to kill somebody. It happens. You, normally, it goes through the job. It goes through, um, you know, hey, if you're desperate, you go through the girlfriend, but you don't want to go through the girlfriend because if you break up, I mean, you look at all the patriots that got arrested storming the Capitol. You know how most of them got arrested? Their
1: ex-wives. Oh yeah, they their call exes. them out. the The moment they get, they'll, yeah. they'll call them out.
2: Yeah, their exes called out the FBI and was like, "Oh, that scumbag! He still owes me child support." There's a reason they're your ex, right? <laughs> so you go that route. Um, like I said, you you go the the like I said job route, the other route, man. And it this is this is where it gets it gets low of the low. <clears throat> but it's the uh, funneling third party. Um. So, Evan, I need you to come here. You've let it be known to Coach Kang that you need $100,000 and you'll come here. How do we get Evan $100,000? Well, if we just hand you the cash, you're like Tennessee. Um, hey, Evan, what, what church do you go to? Oh, I go to Bedside Baptist. Okay, well, uh, you go and talk to the pastor at Bedside Baptist and say, here, here's what I need you to do. I'm going to make a uh, donation to your church. I'm going to give your church $150,000. You can keep 50 of it. The other 100 goes to that family. Well, It gets that scummy, huh? Uh, the pastor realizes, okay, well, this is a win-win for all of us. My mm-hmm. church gets 50 grand, and you get 100 grand, and you know what? It's immoral anyway. NCAA should be paying you guys. So it ain't really wrong. We're just taking that money. We're going to use it for good. We're going to make it God's money now. So, yeah, you can easily funnel because I can make as much of a donation
1: as I want to a church, and it's legal. So do you think when the NCAA finally legalizes paying their players that it almost gets worse? No, I think it doesn't. I think it's, it's
2: kind of like they'll make it seem like it's going to be horrible, but it's like, Prohibition when, oh, if you sell alcohol, it's gonna be, you know, women and children dying in the streets. Nah. You can go to the store and buy it. You don't have to make it anymore. It's no more bootlegging, no more NASCAR driving. Uh you look at all the weed stores, especially here in, in the state of Michigan, in Detroit. Okay, life went on. Except for when you go down eight mile, it's, you know, liquor store, check cash in place, weed store. Liquor store, check, cash, and place, weed store. Used
1: car dealership. Used car that, dealership. That's in there, too.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> you so, know, Coney Island. So, that's what's on 8 Mile. But did life change when all of these things happened? No. So, I say that to say, no. When you st- can
1: openly pay the players, you take away the bag man. Yeah, well, because the only reason I wonder, because I, I still imagine the NCAA will govern it somehow. Capping it, maybe. Right? Th- well, they may. But and it's that's good. where I wonder if, you know, the rich... Get richer,
2: and the rich will always get richer. Okay, because you're, yeah. When you look at certain programs, there's a reason how they can funnel so many kids to their school because they know, even if we get caught, we go through a little public shaming, but we're not giving back the statues, we're not giving back the trophies, we're not giving back the rings, and you're not going to convict us. I mean, look at what went down in college basketball when the government, can, we're going to stop this, and we're going to we're going to hit all Kansas and. Arizona and LSU. And last time I checked, Kansas, Arizona, LSU are still playing basketball. Will Wade was about to turn himself in, the LSU coach, and all of a sudden somebody was like, no, 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 we don't turn ourselves in. Let this ride out, make them come get you. And then he did an about-face, and LSU basketball still going strong. Yeah,
1: it almost seems like, uh, who was it, Chuck Person, and then the, um, the agent, Dawkins, were the yeah. only two that – were the fall men of this whole yeah. entire thing.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, Christian Dawkins, he's on tape going, saying all of this stuff.
1: And, oh, but he paid $40 for Miles Bridges to have a, a dinner.
2: Right. It was, <laughs> oh, well, this was a shame. And look at MSU was on this, and <clears throat> MSU was like, nah. I mean, even he came out, Dawkins came out, was like, yeah, Michigan State doesn't really play ball like that. You know, Izzo will cut you at the knees if you mm-hmm. walk into that office. There were our coaches who <clears throat> I'm gonna do this I'm gonna try and do this the right way. There's other coaches that I'm gonna leave the office
1: now and that surprise you that you know what blue chips came out in what nineteen ninety four and we saw all this in the movie and some people were like, nah, that's an exaggeration and lo and behold, nineteen ninety three is still happening in twenty twenty one. Does that surprise you, especially in this day and age where everybody's looking to make a name for themselves? And looking to be the guy that blows the whistle. It it surprises me
2: at some of the value. I've had coaches tell me, I'm like, well, what happened with this recruit? Oh, that son of a bitch. (laughs) He had the audacity to say he wanted $250,000. I was like, you know what? You ain't worth $250,000. You can go kick rocks. Like, really? Like, yeah, he was like, and it was uh, maybe if he would have came in and said $50,000, but $250,000? Have you seen that, 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 that dude? Like, yeah, he's like, yes, but they still do. Or the parents or the entourage or the somebody, the AAU coach or the high school coach. Somebody's on the take. Somebody, hey, you get me a job and I can guarantee I can bring in my two players to come to your school. Still happens. And if you're desperate enough or if your fan base is all about winning, you will bend the rules. You will compromise. You will do whatever it takes to get that edge, to get that advantage. Let's hope nobody finds out about this. Can't tell anybody, but, yeah, okay, I'll give you the job. Now, you got to come through, and you got to guarantee got to guarantee me these players. It happens more than what people think. And, yeah, when name, image, and likeness comes out, what you're going to find out is players are going to find out their value because, oh, I'm worth $200,000. Nah, actually, you're not. You're going to find out that you're probably only worth uh, 8000 It's going to be an ego check because not everybody's going to get the money that they think that they're going to get. Everybody thinks they're going to the league. Everybody thinks they're going to the NBA, going to the NFL. It's a harsh reality check when you find out everybody in college is just as
1: big and fast as you. As a matter of fact, you're kind of on the slow side. And Exactly, and sometimes you look at college athletics and – it might not be your top dog that's making that memorable play for you for the rest of your life. Like Kyler Ellsworth, for the rest of his life, will be able to sign one photo for one play yeah. that he made in one game. Jalen Walsh-Jax. Exactly. Jordan Poole. Yeah. His freshman year, that shot he hit against Houston, will always go down in infamy with Michigan fans, right? Yeah. Now, he didn't exactly excel his sophomore year, but guess what? If he could have signed that photo as a freshman at Michigan, maybe it makes the kid stay a little longer. Because you know what? You can make a lot of money doing those autograph signings, selling yeah. your pool number two jersey at the University of Michigan, where going to the NBA, I'm sorry, but being the 12th man on a bench, yes, it, it's nice. You're going to get your check, but it's not the infamy that everybody wants either.
2: It's not. And certain people, you're right. They can
1: always go out and say, "I Kenny going Exactly. The shot over Zion. That photo, for Michigan State fans, it's gonna be on the basement wall yeah. forever and ever, right? Hey, we got Kenny here. Kenny, Kenny's gonna be signing
2: his autograph for fifty bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, Kenny, I love that shot. Hey, man, you made me so happy. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it it does. Um, but yeah, you're gonna find out that most people, okay, well, I'll hold a camp and I'll charge this. Most players will make Maybe ten to twenty thousand dollars if they market it correctly. And that's you're not going to get the millions. Gonna be, oh, they're going to be just handing money left and right. The money's already being handed out left and right. It's now above ground. It's now legalized. It's now there. So don't act like oh, well,
1: you're going to corrupt the sport,
2: man. This sport is already corrupt.
1: Well, and let's be honest: twelve grand to a college kid who's already getting their meals paid for, right. or getting their their room paid for. You know, they're they're treated very well as a right. division one athlete, right? Your your clothes are bought and paid for unless you're trying to, you know, get a sweet Gucci shirt or belt or something like that. But a college kid with that much money in his pocket, it's good for him. And you yeah. know what? Maybe you invest some of that money and you get out of college and boom, you have a nice chunk sitting in your, in your, your most account. won't. Let's most be real. won't, but
2: it's the thing is, when it happens, you're going to see it be above ground. But right now, there's ways of getting around it. And like I said, the, the, the that's why I laugh. Like, wait, you're still putting money inside of McDonald's bags? Like, dude, that's where the phrase bag, man, came from. Oh, oh yeah. it's I just, It was, a,
1: you know, McDonald's bag. Or and a I can imagine them being greasy steel because they're not new ones. It's what they just bought. So ah. the fries probably got it on the bag a little bit.
2: Right. And- ah. Oh, my
1: goodness. So, yeah, you, you you put a bunch of
2: cash at the bottom and throw a couple cheeseburgers on top, and, yeah, there you go. So if you open up the bag, all you see are cheeseburgers, but underneath, it's like a bad movie.
1: It's, but it, it's true. This is how it goes down. I saw this online yesterday. It was a, a kid talking to their mom, and the mom goes, your socks were delivered. And underneath, there was a lot of fake IDs. And the kid replied, "Weird. I only ordered the socks, <laughs> right? But that's yeah. It's you. You. It's the
2: phrase bag man. Yep. And the bag man. For those who don't know, and listening for the first time here, bag man is the middleman. It's the buffer. Remember I said about twenty minutes ago. You got to have a lot of buffers between the head coach. That's the bag man. I don't really know you. If somebody's like, do, do you do you know Evan? Like, I, God." I, may have bumped in him once or twice and said, hey, I purposely don't know who you are. I don't want to know your kids. I don't want to know your wife's name because if you ever get caught, I can't say that I had an intimate knowledge of you. So with the bag man, it's a third or fourth party person. So now assistant coach Kang calls up his boy and says, all right, I need you to make this drop to Evan and his family because coach wants him to get, you know, 50 grand. So the bag man then gets the money and hands it to you, and the money could come from a booster. Money could okay, well go see uh, go see Sonny. Tell Sonny you need fifty grand, he'll know what it's for, and yeah, take that, drive to this location, and just drop it off. They'll the, the family'll be there, leave it on table number three and walk out.
1: So the bag man is essentially if anybody's ever watched The Wire, is the kid on the corner. He's yeah. not the top dog, and, oh, and he'll take a fall for you, yeah. But he's also not going to rat you out. But that's your that's your middleman. He's the middleman, he's he's, not the top he's somebody dog. Somebody you trust because
2: yep. he's holding the money. Yeah, so he could skip town or he could roll over and say, "Oh, well, they got it." And you try to have different ones so that just in case somebody's going to flip on you, you're like, "Oh, well, you know, you don't want to keep using the same one." It happens. Like I like an exciting job. <laughs> Dude, I don't think that people realize what college sports, the the underbelly of college sports. They just want to go out there, root for their team, and everybody's in shock when they find out. Not my team. Yes, your team too. They, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. I mean, heck, we had one of the biggest scandals here in, coll-
1: in college sports happen with the Fab Five. Well, and it goes to exactly what you've been saying. The fans – Still clamor for the Fab Five. Right. And you're always going to see. Because they won. And- Jalen Touton, the Fab Five. Right. And, you know, Chris Weber has another book coming out on the Fab Five, and this is how many years later? Right. Ed Martin, he was altruistic.
2: He thought he was helping these kids out. I'm going to give you money because the NCAA doesn't pay you. Now, whether he's right or wrong.
1: It was wrong the t- in you, you their can't,
2: eyes. You can't do that. Right. Now, I think that players should get paid, but, yeah, the Fab Five came through here and. You know, Weber and all of those guys took money, and they got popped. And this is back. And, and you know what Michigan's problem was? They they uh, they hammered themselves. If Michigan would have just let this thing played out, that basketball team wouldn't have went into obscurity. Look at LSU once again. Yeah. If Michigan basically gave themselves uh, self.
1: They, they self-imposed themselves. Yeah, they self impose themselves. And once you say that, I mean, oh. <clears throat> it's essentially going on trial for a murder, right? They always tell you, you got to go not guilty. As soon right. as you say guilty, it's over. Yeah, as soon
2: as you walk in there, yeah, I, I did it, and here's the weapon, and this is how I did it. Oh, thanks for doing my job. Done. Done, yeah. Michigan self-imposed sanctions on themselves. It, they would have just kept their mouth shut. Their basketball team wouldn't have went through the LRB years, wouldn't have went through all of that Amateur. stuff. Because they would have actually had, you know, been able to play and been able to do things. But instead, they put themselves into the wilderness for like 20 years until Beeline finally got them to crawl out. And you know
1: what? How ironic that Juwan, a member of the Fab Five, is now the coach. You have to give, you know, Dave Brandon a lot of credit for that one because a lot of people wanted him gone after his first few years. You know, they wanted Beeline gone. But you know what? As much as I dislike the University of Michigan and their fans and everything they put out on the court, it was so hard to dislike John Beeline because he did everything the right way. He always talked like with the utmost respect for the opponent. Like it almost got to a point with Michigan and Michigan State where I was like, "It's like a friendly rivalry now." You got Beeline and the Michigan players congratulating State and telling them good luck before they go out on the floor and stuff. And I'm like, "Yeah, but it was damn man is so like, so good." It's like, Man,
2: you you because you
1: cause like you
2: always saw them as man they're inferior to us, but they got better than you for a
1: while. They ran his system so well, and I mean everybody bought in. And, you know when he left, I was look like there,
2: once again there's a reason why you never saw the five star kids really flocking to certain schools. There's a reason why it's like oh you know how come Izzo missed out on this guy and. You know, uh, uh, Bowens, uh, Brian Bow, Brian Bowens.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Brian Bowens was the linchpin to that whole uh, federal investigation case with Dawkins. Brian Bowen and people were, but well, he was Jason Richardson's nephew, and it's a slam dunk. And how come Tom couldn't land that kid? And I would always, guys. Now, do you wish they had landed Brian Bowens? because no. Yeah, you
1: nothing. A hey, you you. Where's he playing today? And that's usually what happens with some of these kids is they value themselves or their parents value them more than what they are. It's exactly yeah. what you said with their worth. And it winds up ruining everything they had going for them. Right. Yep. He might not have been a top 15 pick out of his freshman year of college. Right. But you stay there, you make a little money, like I said, and you go into your sophomore year and you develop, you know, you might be dominant in high school. But when everybody's your same size and your six foot six frame isn't the tallest kid out there anymore, it catches up. And, Evan, what you find out is most
2: of the time, the kids don't even want this. The kids just want to go play at a certain school. And it's the parents, it's the coaches, it's the hanger ons that force their opinion. The kids are ready to commit to school number A, school A. But school B and C are offering packages, and it's like, oh, and it drags out, and finally you're like, I guess I go to school C. Right. They're not happy, and, yeah, but they wanted to go to A, but they couldn't go to A, and now they're stuck because they, you know, parents, they found out parents took money or the coach took money, and, yes, I, you made promises, and I'll, I'll help you live up to them. but most kids don't, most kids aren't into this. Most kids would rather just play ball. I don't want you to think that the kids are out there saying, oh, I I need this and I need that.
1: It's not the kids. It's the adults. Right. And you got to think most kids are like you and I, right? You grow up rooting for a team, loving a team, and most of the time you hate the team that they're playing against, right? And so when a kid grows up that way, like you said, Cliff Alexander, love Michigan State, love Michigan State, love Michigan State, and then one day you're like, Wait, he went. He went there. Why? And then that always yeah. makes you think somebody is in their ear because you don't grow up loving a school, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Nah, I'm going go here." And but and
2: it's another. I forgot the other way you can funnel money. I don't know necessarily if it's happening now in in uh, football, but in basketball, it's man, it it's like some of these uh, AAU teams and and fake schools. Oh yeah that, hey, I'll, uh, I'll, how about this? I'll make sure we take care of your fake school and you'll get a nice lucrative Adidas contract or Nike contract and we'll make sure you get this and make sure that kid goes to this school. Your kid needs to go here and we'll act like your little fake school actually means something.
1: Okay, so do you imagine... That high school sports, which are becoming big business, right? Because you're talking about these schools that are popping up, right? Because you got enough money to buy a building and say you're a school. I don't know what you have to go through to get licenses and all that kind of stuff. But do you see? Can I ask Deion about that. <laughs> how high school kids are going to want to start getting paid? Mm. The reason I say that is because that's going to be the next version of amateur sports. Well, it is. Which which where you're high schools are going to benefit.
2: Yeah, you'll see. If it's a legitimate school, they'll put the kid on a scholarship. Like, your kid can't afford to go here. We'll put him on a scholarship.
1: Like a Country Day or yeah, Brother we'll, Rice. We'll,
2: or... we'll throw him on a scholarship. Okay. So I, I don't want to make it seem like Country Day or
1: Brother Rice are
2: doing those types no, of things. No, that's
1: days. just an example of a school that can offer Right. Like, if, the school I went to, Chippewa Valley Public School, anybody can go.
2: Right. But, yeah, if, if it's one of those little uh, athletic schools. Like an IMG Academy. Yeah, we'll, we'll pay for your scholarship to
1: come right. down here. So
2: that's, and we'll take care of you. And that's, bore, and that's you like, know. you're
1: basically a Division One athlete. You're getting right. fed, you're getting the gear, you're getting room and board. Right. so all, mom, and
2: dad can, mom and dad can take care of all your expenses. We're going to take care of all the main stuff. So right. At that point, mom and dad can put you on a, you know, $300 a month allowance. Whatever you need, they can do that. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how it's going to go, but when the... When the money gets legalized, I don't think that oh people are like oh it's gonna be bad. Like, tell me how it's not bad now. You got the same three teams in the college football playoffs every year. Add Georgia in there into the mix. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. It's like the same teams over and over again. Guys, the players know where to go. They know they know how to go get fat. Uh yeah. It's, it's you know basketball. You see the same teams over and over again. Always like man. They,
1: Kentucky keeps getting –
2: Kentucky is funny.
1: Huh, aren't they ever? The way they started this year, to how they're playing now? Right, but Kentucky –
2: let me me put this back. What I was told is they – you get the money on the back end. This is the next level. You're going to come play for me, Evan, and I'm going to get you to the NBA. You'll play for a year hey, do I get some money up front? We don't do that in Kentucky, but I'll put you in this private dorm where only basketball players We got our own barbershop in this dorm. We got all of this. And when you leave and you say, well, Evan Jenkins is now turning pro, you know, thank God and my family, but I'm, I'm leaving to go pursue my dream in the NBA. Hey, Evan, we got a private signing for you with a couple donors. So you walk in there, you sign your name to a couple things, and you walk out of there with a nice six-figure check and that's not illegal it's not illegal at all because you're no longer a college athlete you gave it up to go to the pros in that little buffer between the draft and you giving it up and you have 100k in your bank account yeah so but you got you your go money get that car you want you, you can got can put your a money down payment on, on the house you got your money on the back end you you just sold your autograph and these people just want to pay
1: for it 100 percent
2: so I, I mean I hate to say it, but it's brilliant. Dude, it's, it's next level. As I said, that's what I've heard. Forward thinking. Allegedly. So,
1: it's anybody br- listening to this, allegedly.
2: But, yes. Yeah,
1: it's allegedly brilliant if that's the case. Because, wow. because yeah. yeah, Think about it. Because people are like, Kentucky's, I'm like, Kentucky's
2: not paying these kids. Not up front.
1: Not at all. Because, you know, let's say. And the fact that
2: Calipari can say, what, 40% of the NBA are my kids.
1: Yeah, you come here. And let's say your name's Joe Schmo out of, you know, Frankenmuth, Michigan, right? Well, you know, my family didn't have a lot of money and blah, blah, blah. But like you said, if, if you have not seen these dorm rooms for Kentucky, like Rico was talking, do yourself a favor, look it up on YouTube Yeah, because you're moving into your upper class right away. I mean, this is like a New York City loft. It's it's unbelievable. Like kids should not live this well. Right. In
2: my opinion. You probably don't live this well right now with your job.
1: Yeah, at all. And and so to say, yeah, the moment you declare you're you're not a student here anymore, so we can give you all the money in the world. And and you're right, because there will be a donor that wants his piece of the final four floor signed. And guess what? He'll pay great money for it. Huh. Because they don't care because that money doesn't matter to them. Because I'm sure they can write it off as a charity or something, right? Right. So yeah, you get fifty donors in there, and there <laughs> you go, here you go,
2: here you go. Take a here couple you photos. Go. Yeah, ten grand for an wow. autograph. There you go. There's That's great. The yeah, you, you need got to get fifty, into that 50 checks for ten grand.
1: Yeah, I should start recruiting for like a small school. Yeah, well, you're not gonna <laughs> get much for a small school. Cardinal Milk. No, a small school that has a lot of money, <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of famous alumnus. So, like Northern Michigan. I'll go recruit for them. People want to people want to see winners. It doesn't happens. matter how.
2: So they, they push the envelope. And like I said, not every school does. Some schools will just say no. And I often tell people when they get upset because a recruit drops them at the last minute, don't get upset because that recruit could bring your program down. Just let it go by the wayside and see how it plays out. But, yeah, it's like, we can't believe we, we we missed out on this kid and he was going to come here. Yeah, but it may be a reason why the kid didn't come there. So don't get too upset. Just thank God that he's somebody else's problem. And normally, these kids don't pan out. As said, because if, if you're truly a pro, man, you know the pot of gold is waiting for you. 100%. But if you're a marginal person, you figure, I got to get all my money now. I got to get it now. And, hey. It happens, man. It happens. So, boy, I meant to talk about some college basketball. But we'll, have we'll have to get into it that next week. Because,
1: <laughs> well, Michigan State didn't exactly play basketball games since we last talked, and Michigan is what one and one. Michigan is one and one,
2: but as I told people, because oh, you were to, so
1: right—the ten and a half
2: points at home. No, but but wait. Till, what happens when they go on the road? Oh, it doesn't matter. There's no crowd. There's it's no this. A, it's a different team. They go on the road to the barn in Minnesota. What happened? Guys, this is just how it is. And the Big Ten champion, an outright champion, will have four losses. Yeah. If you're tied, you're going to have five to six losses. I think
1: last year, yeah, it was, what, six?
2: Yeah. And three teams tied. So that's just how it is. Um, that's, unless you have a very special team, the, the Illinois team with the three headed monster of, uh, with Luther head and, and, and those and guys Darren Williams. Yeah. Yep. And D Brown, Yeah,
1: they Augustine. lost
2: one, they lost their final big 10 game in Ohio state, uh, MSU with miles bridges and Jaron Jackson. I think they lost three big 10 games most if you win the big 10 you're going to share it with five losses or six losses outright is four but you're going to lose games so we'll talk about it more next week but michigan fans yeah, it's different when you don't sleep in your own bed when you got to shoot out a new rim and play on a different floor that's, there's no crowd. that's elevated there's no crowd there everything behind you is different different and you saw what happened they turned around they came home and then they, boom, they boom. dropped a the hammer Killing on Maryland, like okay, we're back, we're back
1: home. In Maryland, you know, their only two Big Ten wins were on the road against Wisconsin and Illinois. So, so it's right. weird. My question for you this week, Rico, not name Luca Garza, who is the best player in the Big Ten? Oh, I think that's I O Is it? I
2: would Illinois.
1: Him. I would have said him over Luca Garza anyway. Luca, I'm not saying pro potential. I'm saying best player. I was about
2: to say. <laughs> Luca Garza because there's no other big man that can guard him. Not at all. So, yeah, I mean you saw what happened like last year when Tillman guarded him, he just shut him down because he was better than him. He was equal to him. But I still like if 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 I was picking and I had every roster available. We were playing captains like we do at at
1: recess exactly. school. And I had the number 1 pick, I'm still taking IO DeSumo. Okay. that's. Well, I mean, he's legit, man, and he he can fill it up at any given time. I see him a lot like Dwayne Wade was at Marquette, just that kind of he, yeah. he'll slash, he'll shoot. He's yeah. just a do-it-all on offense.
2: He'll get you buckets. So
1: I, Illinois is struggling, but I still say he, to me,
2: is the best player in the big Ten. Luca's getting buckets, but there's nobody who can guard him. Yeah, he's uh, so he's
1: he's just the biggest kid on the playground right. He's now. He's the Macomb County five, the six foot eight kid. Yeah, that's he's dominating. Not, he ain't taking this to the league. No, not at all. Because the drop step's dead in the league.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, Kevin Durant, like, no son, that's
1: that's that's not what we do here. We, <laughs> we don't we don't make that move. No. So and yeah. and if you are that guy, you're playing like six minutes a night.
2: Right? You going you gonna take that little move against Giannis? <laughs> no <Jay>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You must think I'm my brother.
1: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay, yeah, this isn't the Lakers Antetokounmpo. Hey, <laughs> right. so
2: yeah, I would go with I.O. So anything else? Nope, that's it. Oh, by the way, <clears throat> uh, wait till you see the script state helmet. I'll just
1: leave. You've right been there. teasing, wait and I've been waiting.
2: It'll it'll break out next year, but wait till you see it. So. Can't wait. So anyway, for Evan Jenkins, I'm Rico Beard. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Five Star Zone.
0: Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases where Owning pays all your closing costs and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that Owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call eight three three two owning or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low one point eight seven five percent rate. That's a fixed rate loan at one point eight seven five percent with no closing costs. Call eight three three two owning now because one point eight seven five could go away at any time. NMLS twenty six eleven licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of Lender's Choice Escrow and Title Services. Call 8- for terms and conditions. That's eight three three two owning or Owning.com. 8332 owning or Owning.com. Hi, I'm John Meacham, the host of Cadence 13's new podcast, Fate of Fact, on how America and its political parties got to where we are today. Available now on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts.